This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A deadly shooting at a medical building in Oklahoma. Four killed before the gunman turns the weapon on himself. Depp versus Heard's not over with yet. Amber Heard is appealing yesterday's jury verdict in which the jury found she defamed her ex in an op-ed claiming domestic violence. The White House press secretary unable to answer questions about when the president and his administration knew about the baby formula shortage after manufacturers told the president Wednesday they warned the FDA about it early on. Ukraine is forced to pull troops from a key city in its eastern Donbass region as it awaits weapons from the West. More pain at the pumps under the Biden administration. Some stations are charging as much as eight bucks a gallon out in L.A. At 1652, 4.52 hours, um, our dispatch received a call of an active shooter at the Natalie Medical Building at uh, 6457 South Yale Avenue. Another deadly shooting, this time in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A gunman stormed a medical building in Tulsa, fatally shooting four people before turning the weapon on himself. The gunman, not yet identified, entered the second floor of the Natalie building at St. Francis Hospital in Tulsa with a rifle and a handgun, looking for Dr. Phillips. Here's Dr. Cliff Robertson. He's CEO of the St. Francis Health System. We're an organization that believes in the power of prayer, and there is nothing more this community could do for us than to pray for the families and the loved ones and the victims of this senseless act. It's not yet clear if the doctor the gunman targeted was among the victims. Authorities were also investigating if the gunman planted a bomb at a residence in Muskegee but said no explosives were found following a police search. More than 150 people were killed in gun-related incidents, meanwhile, over the Memorial Day weekend in the United States. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. It's not over with yet, though. Actor Johnny Depp won his defamation lawsuit against his ex, Amber Heard, Wednesday, However, Heard has issued a statement saying she is appealing the jury's verdict. Heard's been ordered to pay Depp $15 million in damages, $10 million in compensatory damages, $5 million in punitive damages. The jury ruled that Heard defamed Depp when she wrote a 2018 Washington Post op-ed alleging to her past claims of domestic violence. The jury also ruled that Depp defamed Heard in fighting back against her allegations, warning her. $2 million in compensatory damages for her counterclaim. 
77 WABC host Judge Janine Pirro reacted on the five. Today she felt the wrath of the truth finders, the wrath of the system of justice, the civil system. It said you cannot charge someone or claim that someone is an abuser. Depp was not in attendance for the verdict. He's in the U.K. Multiple baby formula manufacturers on Wednesday admitted to President Biden that they knew the shutting down of the Abbott plant in February would lead to shortages of baby formula. Furthermore, they said they warned the FDA about it. Their admissions raises more criticisms about why President Biden and his administration didn't act faster to get more formula produced and onto store shelves. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre didn't answer repeated questions on when the president knew about the shortage. The reason that we are where we are um, with uh, Abbott in this facility, um, with uh, the baby formula um, in this current situation, and we have seen production go up, again, the graphs that I showed, and and that has happened because of our involvement in what we were able to do. Pierre struggled to explain the White House timeline on handling of the crisis or when President Biden knew about it. Ukraine has begun evacuating its soldiers. They did so yesterday from the embattled city of Severodonetsk, the strategic eastern city in the Donbass region of eastern Ukraine that Russia has been fiercely battling to take over. The city is now 70 to 80 percent controlled by Russian forces. Lushank Regional Governor Serhei Handai said that on Wednesday. The governor said the retreat is part of Ukraine's uh, new strategy to move to more advantageous pre-prepared positions as they await shipments of Western weapons. Here's Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Our plans are clear. We will deoccupy our entire territory, which historically belongs to us and in accordance with all international laws. This is our plan. We don't care about Russia's plans. We are having difficulties in the east due to the shortages of the right weapons. You know this well. Severodonetsk is 90 miles from the Russian border. It once played home to more than 100,000 people and has largely been evacuated. However, its mayor says an estimated 13,000 workers are still trapped in the city. Prices at the gas pumps continue to tick upwards to new historical highs. Filling up, for example, in the city of Los Angeles Wednesday cost as much as $8 a gallon at some stations. The average price of a gallon of self-serve regular gasoline in L.A. increased one cent to $6.17. That is its sixth consecutive hike. That's $1.94 greater than a year ago. Patrick DeHaan is head of petroleum analysis for GasBuddy. He spoke to Yahoo News predicting further spikes in gas prices throughout the summer months. We're talking about a nation that has seen a million barrel a day capacity at refineries gone from where we were three years ago. So less ability to refine as much product and a very insatiable appetite for Americans to hit the road this summer. 58% of respondents to our Gas Buddy summer travel survey said they'll be hitting the road, even in light of record high prices, which uh, amazingly, is a higher percentage than what we saw last year. Triple I says the national average stands at $4.67 a gallon as of yesterday. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy today or highs 80 with a 30% chance of showers or thunderstorms mid to late afternoon. Overnight, the chance of rain increases to 70%. The possibility of a shower or a thunderstorm should taper by 2 a.m., though patchy fog rolls in the low 64 
clearing tomorrow, becoming mostly sunny in the high 74 right now, 63 mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. The White House since been mowed yet again. Staffers said Tuesday that President Joe Biden does not support a Canada-style ban on handgun sales in the wake of mass shootings. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, The president has made his position clear. The United States needs to act, as I just laid out. He supports a ban on sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines and expanded background checks to keep guns out of the dangerous hands. He does not support a ban on the sale of all handguns, to answer your question. A day earlier, though, Biden appeared to suggest there should be restrictions on the 9-millimeter pistol, the most popular handgun in the U.S. At the same time, Biden admitted that he could not take sweeping executive action to solve gun violence. Any gun reform legislation faces a steep climb to pass in Congress, particularly in the evenly split U.S. Senate. Last week, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said Republicans are open to reforms that directly address the facts of the mass shooting in Texas. The 18-year-old gunman used a legally purchased AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle. Meanwhile, residents in Uvalde, Texas, and their supporters are expressing fury at the local chief of police after state officials said he was no longer cooperating with their probe into last week's deadly school massacre. Peter Arandondo, head of the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police, has been fiercely criticized for failing to send his officers into Robb Elementary School during last Tuesday's deadly attack. He's refused to answer any reporter questions. Here he is with a CNN reporter. How do you we're going to be to we're gonna be respectful to the family. I understand and, that. And, you have and an opportunity. Oh, and sure, and we're, to and we're gonna, yourself to the parents. And just so you know, we're going to we're going to do that eventually, obviously. When? And whenever this is done, and we let the families quit grieving, then we'll do that, obviously. And just so we have, just so everybody and just so everybody just so everybody feels. knows, we've been in contact with DPS every day. Aaron Dondo believed that the 18-year-old gunman, Salvador Ramos, was barricaded alone inside the school building. He waited over an hour before officers breached the classrooms. 19 students and two teachers killed. DPS, the Texas State Police Force, and the Federal Department of Justice have announced investigations into how police responded to the shooting. The House Judiciary Committee is meeting in an emergency session today. It's to mark up a slate of eight anti-gun violence bills. They include proposals to ban military-style assault weapons, ban high-capacity magazines, and raise the age limit for purchasing certain semi-automatic rifles. Speaking at an anti-gun violence event in San Francisco, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said House Democrats will also consider legislation designed to better warn the public of active shooter situations. Two Republicans, Representative Adam Kinzinger of Illinois and Representative Chris Jacobs of New York, expressed openness to such restrictions. Here's Jacobs. No constitutional right is is unlimited. There is, you know, there has to be guardrails on this. And our youngest and our most vulnerable are clearly the most likely to be victimized by these scenarios. House Democratic leaders have also scheduled to vote next week on so-called red flag legislation. Red flag laws allow police or family members to petition a state court to order the temporary removal of firearms from a person who may present a danger to others or themselves. 
U.S. Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito temporarily blocked a federal appeals ruling that might help former Bridgewater Associates Chief Executive David McCormick in his too-close-to-call Republican Senate primary fight with celebrity Dr. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania. The appeals court ruling said a U.S. civil rights law required mail-in ballots to be counted in a judgeship race, even if they did not include the needed date notation on them. John Trescott, Lancaster County Commissioner, spoke to NBC about the recount. 900 votes out of 1.3 million is .0000 something difference. Um, I think that, unfortunately, though, most of the county is going to come out is going to make a small difference. But a small difference out of 1.3 million, you know, you might be able to find 900. Dr. Oz filed a brief urging the Supreme Court to block the appeals court ruling so that McCormick couldn't invoke the decision as part of his bid to erase Oz's narrow lead. Oz led McCormick by 925 votes out of more than 1.3 million cast as of Tuesday morning, a margin that triggers an automatic recount under Pennsylvania law. The Black Lives Matter National Group has chosen a new chair to handle its messy finances, who has previously declared bankruptcy not once but three times. 44-year-old Cicely Gray filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in 2005, 2013, and 2016. This comes after Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors admitted to making mistakes with the $90 million in white guilt money the organization made after George Floyd's murder back in 2020. Cullors also insisted that anyone would make the same mistake she made. The way that the right-wing media specifically has characterized the mistakes are truly anti-Black. They are about this idea that Black people, especially Black women, don't know how to manage money, don't know how to manage funds, don't know what to do with money. And the New York Post reported back in April that Colors, then its executive director, spent $3.2 million on real estate across the U.S. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick here with sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. It was a party at the Garden last night for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final between your New York Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning. The Rangers took it to the two-time defending champs for 60 minutes straight, taking advantage of a sloppy Tampa Bay squad all night long. The fans' energy leaked out onto the ice right from the get-go as Chris Kreider buried New York's first shot of the game deep into the back of the net just over a minute into the game. Here's a chance for Zibanejad out in front, and Chris Kreider scores! Just a minute and 11 seconds into game one, Chris Kreider has done it again. That call courtesy of ESPN. Philip Heedle was the real star of the evening as he's officially found his scoring touch with two more lit lamps last night in the second period to put the rags up 4-2. to two. Goals by Panarin and Zibanejad followed in the third, and the Rangers take a whole lot of momentum going into Game 2 tomorrow night following the 6-2 Game 1 win. The Yankees got postponed last night, but the Mets were able to work around the reigning Queens against the Nationals. They continue to take advantage of a lowly Nats squad as they complete the three-game sweep with a 5-0 victory in the finale. Carlos Carrasco did more than enough for New York on the bump, going for five scoreless and five Ks to bring his season record to 6-1. and one. First place, Orange and Blue, currently riding their longest winning streak of the season. We'll head to California next for a 10-game road trip, starting in L.A. with the Dodgers. Uh, first pitch is set for tonight, 10-10 p.m. 
with Taiwan Walker getting the ball against L.A.'s Tony Gonsolin. Speaking of the aforementioned Yanks, some trouble in paradise. The third baseman, Josh Donaldson, is reportedly hurt that his teammates didn't publicly support him after his comments toward White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson last week, for which Donaldson was suspended one game. Some of Donaldson's teammates, including Aaron Judge and even manager Aaron Boone, came out denouncing the comments, to which Donaldson responded, quote, I think that was tough to hear just for the simple fact that I pride myself on being a good teammate, end quote. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And Justin, in your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy skies today are high, 80. There's a 30% chance of showers or thunderstorms after 2 p.m. A 70% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm, which should taper by about 2 a.m. overnight. Patchy fog, the low 64. Clearing tomorrow, turning mostly sunny in the high, 74. Right now, 63, mostly cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street opens this morning after a down day. All three major averages opened higher but quickly turned lower after the session began. Investors are concerned with rising inflation and its impact on economic growth. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 176 points, the S&P 500 dropped 30 points, and the Nasdaq fell by 86 points. Sheryl Sandberg on Wednesday said she would be leaving her role as chief operating officer of Facebook parent Meta Platforms, closing out her tenure, helping lead one of the world's most profitable and country controversial companies. In a post on her Facebook profile, Ms. Sandberg said she would continue to serve as a member of Meta's board. Javier Olivon, currently chief growth officer, will take over as the company's COO when Ms. Sandberg leaves. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon says he is preparing the biggest U.S. bank for an economic hurricane on the horizon and advised investors to do the same. There are two main factors that has Dimon worried. First, the Federal Reserve has signaled it will reverse its emergency bond-buying programs and shrink its balance sheet. The other large factor worrying Diamond is the Ukraine war and its impact on commodities, including food and fuel. Orders for workplace robots in the United States surged 40% year-over-year in the first quarter of 2022 as companies are leveraging automation to combat ongoing labor shortages and cut costs as inflation continues to hover near a 40-year high. According to data from the the Association for Advancing Automation, around 9,000 robots, collectively worth approximately $544 million, were sold in the United States during the first quarter, compared to more than 6,400 robots, collectively worth approximately $346 million, sold during the same period a year ago. I'm Frank Moreno on 77 WABC. And taking a look at the markets this morning, the Dow down half a point, the S&P down three quarters of a point, the Nasdaq's dropped three quarters of a point as well, and gold is up 35 percentage of a point. And uh, back to our news now. The WABC Early News. The NYPD is searching for a stabbing suspect, 20-year-old Louis Ossie. He was caught on video allegedly stabbing a 16-year-old girl over in Brooklyn. Surveillance video shows a suspect armed with a knife approached the girl from behind. That was on May 22nd as the victim walked into the Urban Juice Bar and Grill in Brownsville. The victim, Dagan Wilson, told CBS 2 News. Just randomness. He just wanted to come and hurt me. Like when I come outside, I just always look over my shoulder a little bit. I don't know why anyone would do that. 
The suspect then ran off and the teenage victim was treated and released from a hospital. You can take a look at the video on WABCradio.com, our website, and anybody with information about this attacker asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers Hotline. Here's the number 1-800-577-TIPS or 8477. The FDNY now has lost three additional members to 9-11-related illnesses from ground zero over the holiday weekend. Retired firefighter Robert J. Reynolds of Engine 96, a 20-year veteran, passed away Saturday and On Sunday, supervising fire marshal John J. McCauley died and firefighter Michael Verzi of Engine 97 also died Sunday. The FDNY was the hardest hit group of first responders on 9-11, losing a total of 343 members at the World Trade Center site, with 253 later dying of illnesses related to Ground Zero. Connecticut is working to fight disinformation in elections. It's one of several states to do so in the aftermath of allegations of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. The government, Connecticut's government, is hiring a full-time $150,000 a year security analyst heading into this year's midterms. The analyst's job is to spot misinformation heading into the midterms. The job is similar to the official disinformation board initially run by Nina Jankowitz that the federal government set up before it was suspended. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet voice or vote. The analyst's job in Connecticut will be to identify and flag information that they think may significantly disrupt elections activities. The goal is to boost the public's confidence in the fairness and accuracy of election results. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, fumed yesterday about some state lawmakers he says are preventing him from improving the Big Apple's public school system, labeling them professional naysayers. Adams' response came after state legislators on Monday introduced a new bill that would grant him control of the city's public school system for just two years rather than the three years discussed last week and four promised by New York's Governor Hochul. Adams took a swipe at reporters who he says were twisting his words. There are people in government that I believe are professional naysayers, and I don't have to do name-calling. You could just do an examination, and then you can make your determination, or you can write it the way you want, like you always do. The mayor argued that not granting him enough supervision of the city's public schools would harm the long-term future of young students. Adams also encouraged attendees of the business event to lobby their state representatives to give the mayor more dominion over the Department of Education. The state legislature is expected to okay this deal this week, and then the governor is expected to sign the agreement. That is sound from a shocking new video released Wednesday that shows a wild, broad daylight shootout on a Brooklyn street. Police say that two groups of four approached each other on Mermaid Avenue right near West 25th Street in Coney Island around 5.30 Sunday. At least five of these individuals opened fire during this clash. Police say 36 rounds at least were fired, causing property damage before the groups fled the area. Nobody was hurt. 
One of the groups, police say, fled into a nearby building while the other group fled east on Mermaid Avenue. And you can take a look at that video as police try to identify these suspects on our website, wabcradio.com. And yet another shooting. A 72-year-old woman was struck by a bullet that was shot right through the window of her home in South Ozone Park, Queens, on Sunday. Margaret Henry, who's a mother of five, told ABC7 she was sitting in a chair in her home on 128th Street just before 11.30 p.m. when a bullet pierced her living room window, hitting her in her arm. It wasn't no warning. It was just pop, 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 pop. Like, like a lot of people were shooting. Henry went to Jamaica Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries, and her husband had been sitting right near that window. That bullets flew through moments before these shots rang out. Police say that a black sedan fled the scene so far. No arrests. The New York City Council is launching an unprecedented probe of alleged anti-Semitism at Cooney and other Big Apple College campuses. According to the Post, the council's higher education committee will hold an oversight hearing called Examining Anti-Semitism on College Campuses on June 8th. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy today, high is 80. There's a 30% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm mid to late afternoon. 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms this evening, which should taper by about 2 a.m. Some patchy fog overnight, the low 64. Clearing tomorrow, turning mostly sunny, the high 74. Right now, 63 mostly cloudy skies here in the Big Apple. You ain't nothing but a Well, that's a sound from one of the Las Vegas chapels of love that use Elvis Presley's likeness, and they could find themselves becoming Heartbreak Hotels, a licensing company that controls the name and image of the king, is ordering Sin City Chapel operators to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. That's from Monday's Las Vegas Review Journal. Authentic Brands Group sent cease and desist letters in early May to multiple chapels, which are expected to be compliant by now, 77 WABC time check 529. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCradio.com. It's the WABC early news on 77 WABC.